Welcome to the Salt and the Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew, Mo. Yes, sir. Danny. What up? The one and only. Moo Cow. <laughs> that was some bull. <laughs> What's up, guys? Everything. Oh, everything. Yeah. Every, everything is up. Go on. What what about your coffee? Huh? Is it You guys heard that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Man, that's is that a personal assistant to bring yeah. you coffee this late at night? Yeah. <laughs> we all just learned something about Mo. Yeah. Man, I, I didn't know. I it's like living that. that dream. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> you there, Mo? Yeah, I'm here. All right. So, so let's let's kick this off. This is something we were talking about in the in, in texts before. If you have a cigar that is screwed up, where do you go with it? Do you talk to the retailer? Do you talk to the manufacturer? Do you just blast them on social media? <laughs> what do you do with your messed up cigars? So, um, you know, I'll start with this one. I think, I think the appropriate channel is you, you go to your retailer and you say, "Hey," because unless it's unless it's already screwed up in the box, there's some other reason that the cigar has become that way. Typically, not all the time, but um, additionally. Uh, you don't go and just blast somebody on social media like that, in my opinion. And we, and we've seen that and, and not just, you know, with Mombacho or Patina, but we've seen it. I mean, I think Danny, you guys have seen it on your end where people have done that to you. And, um, it's, it's just not cool, man. I mean, and especially if like, that's the only one you've ever smoked and like, you're going to sit there and like put something on blast like that. I think that what people need to understand is that, it is a handmade product. Shit happens. How did you store it? How did you cut it? How did you? There's a, a lot of factors that go into why a cigar may not burn correctly or uh, or crack or whatever. And then understanding some wrappers are more susceptible to that than others, uh, and and adjusting the way you approach that cigar accordingly. And then this kind of ties back, in my opinion, to our conversation from last week where we talked about educating yourself as a cigar smoker. Um, you know, you're not going to necessarily care uh, or prepare to smoke a Connecticut broadleaf the way you would a Connecticut, right? Shade or whatever. Um, just my two cents, man. Yeah, that's about it then. Good job. Next subject. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, it's just like if you, if you got a bad, if you were in a, if you went to a shop, you grabbed a cigar, cut it and you or you sat down there and planned to smoke it mm-hmm. and there was an issue with it you wouldn't get on social media and reach out to patina or you wouldn't get up and you know reach out to roma you would go to the manager or whoever's working that hey i got issues with this cigar um in a decent shop most shops would just swap you out absolutely um so and that is that is honestly a u.s thing right like in most 
other countries, they're like, oh, it's not drawing very well. Or like, oh, it's not, it's not burning right. I'm like, man, that sucks. You should buy another one. <laughs> so, I mean, because they realize it's a handmade product. It's never going to be, you know, they're, you're, you're never going to be 100% on everything yeah. you ship. So why, you know, why would you think that you would do anything different when you bought cigars and left and put them in your humidor for a month, three months, yeah. six months? And expect, you know, you know, anyone really to take care of it now. Right. So it's like most shops also will have a 30 day policy. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, all right, you took this cigar. It's been, you know, it's been three months now. How do I know how you've stored that? Right. Right. So it's just like even asking a shop to do anything for you at that point is a lot. I think that's an important point because. And I, and I can't stress this enough. Once you take it home, the retailer owes you nothing in terms of taking responsibility for that cigar, in my opinion. All right, let me throw you, some, you guys some curveballs because you're just, you're just agreeing here. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was about let, to disagree because I, you know, I don't – so for, for me, for us as a manufacturer, when that lands at the shop – that's kind of now on them to, you know, protect the quality of that cigar, right? So, you know, if, if their humidor isn't up to par of what it should be, 100%, then, you know, you know, now that's kind of, now that's on the retailer, right? So that's why it's yep. really important to know your retailers and, you know, really call them retail partners. Because you, yeah. if, you go, if you went into a shop and you saw like, man, you know, they have a fireplace inside of their humidor. You're probably not going to want to sell them because you're going to have issues always. Right. So, you know, if someone says to me, hey, uh, I had an issue with Cigar Hustler in Orlando when I got his cigars. Well, I know Mike and I know he takes care of his shit. Right. So it's, uh, it's going the, the issue wasn't there. You know what I mean? So um, do, you, go ahead. do you do you remember like maybe a week or so ago that we, were, we had talked about, I don't know if it was the last podcast or the one before that, but we talked about how, you know, we rely, when we enter into selling our products to a retailer, we're essentially entering into like an agreement of trust, right? That you're going to put our stuff in the best possible position to succeed by making sure they're well-maintained, right? And I guess what I meant by the retailer doesn't owe you anything is that, you know, when I was, when I was working the shop, I would say, a guy would take a cigar home, come back and say, hey, look, it cracked on me. And I would remember, I'm like, dude, you bought that two weeks ago. You're like, right. what do you want me to do exactly? And, and right. depending on the customer, like, again, if you have a, a decent rapport, you're like, let's say you're a member, something like that, you're going to get those, those benefit of the doubts. But if, like, you're a dude that buys a cigar from there once a month, what I'm saying is don't hold that against the retailer if they don't replace it, because ultimately you took it home already. Right. That's kind of how I look at it. And who the hell knows what you did with it from there on. That's what, that's what I'm saying, man. It could have sat in your car for two weeks. Right. Or your, you know, your box at the house that doesn't have any kind of humidification. <laughs> box at the house. But I want to hear the curveballs. Go ahead, Cal. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to throw in the curveballs. So, so sure. first one, let's say I'm at a shop, the cigar goes bad. The retailer doesn't doesn't do anything about it, right? Like I tell them it's terrible. They're like, "Well, mm. too bad." Then what? You just don't shop there anymore. Yeah, I mean that. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Right. It's still, you know, 
Now, if you reached out to us and said, hey, you know, I, I talked to the store and the guy's like, I was, you know, and, this, and that's 100% truth of the story is that, you know, I sat down and it, it didn't, you know, I, I couldn't pull out of it or whatever. And I went to the manager. He said, sorry, I'm not going to replace it. Um, one, tell me that story. I will try to confirm to the best of my ability with the retailer that that's what happened. Um, and then that would also put me kind of, in a position where I need to question the decisions of this shop that I'm in. Right. Um, and then on top of that, like, you know, maybe I do take care of you. If, if all the, if all your check marks, you know, uh -oh. take off, like, you know, you tried and the retailer's got an issue. Well, you know what? I'm going to take care of this retailer on one, on one aspect, but you know, if that's the truth where you sat down and it was that bad, then, you know, we'll see. But, I don't know about you guys, but I just heard that Danny wants to give away some free shit. He loves <laughs> Danny loves to give away free shit. <laughs> All right, so then the second one. What if I... <laughs> Drew with the sound. Sorry. Drew's contributions tonight. Um, what if I ordered online? What then? Um, it's the same thing. I mean, you, you, you order from... For me, anyway. You order from Famous. You order from CI. Uh, you have an issue. You contact them. Um, it, it's, there's really no difference. You know, yep. uh, if, if the, if CI ships you, you should get it in about three days, let's say five days max. Um, the humidification, the cigars are fine. Um, if you, know, you pull it out and it's, and it's just shit. And then the next one is shit. And you know, I'm, I'm assuming, let's say you buy a box, right. Or if you buy a fiber or whatever, you contact cigars international, you contact famous, you know, or, mm -hmm. Or Janice to back since we're throwing them out, right? Like say, hey, uh, Shad, uh, what's fuck? Um, and then, and then they say, oh, you know, you know, my bad. I'll replace it. Um, let's say in the case of one cigar, I'm sure he would, you know, maybe, you know, send you the replacement and, and another one. If you bought a box, he'd probably yeah. ask you to return the box, uh, yeah. depending on the size of the company. Hey, you know, return that box, and I'll I'll swap you out, and then, you know, us with the menu with the shop or online store would then uh swap it out with them or credit their account or you know whatever's yeah so under yep. under what circumstances should the consumers be reaching out to the manufacturers at all never no i mean for product replacement never well only if they don't get resolution from the shop right sure if you got a sure, if you got right. an, yeah, if you got an intense problem, like, hey, man, this shop is, you know, doing this and that with, with Rome. Like, don't call me complaining about how they are with Mombacho. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love, I love these guys, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, why are you calling me about it? Like, right. You know. So. You know, it's interesting. <laughs> you want to hear a funny story about? So I had this consumer, uh, this consumer, like, called me and said uh, there was a shop that I had done uh, in a. They, man, I, I'm going to give it away if I tell this story, what shop it is. So I'm not going to do that. But let me put it to you this way. They essentially put cigars that I gave them for free for an event in sampler packs in their store. And didn't really order anything from me. So... So they put an event order in, you gave them free cigars on top of that, and they sold those free cigars? 
No, they didn't even put an event order in. It was man. See, if I tell you the the way it worked, it would completely give it away. So I'm not going to do that. Uh, But but either way, it was. (laughs) My point is that if you are a consumer and you care about a brand and you want to let them know stuff like that, or you know, hey man, these guys are like blowing out your cigars, or they're, you know, they they have them on the, you know, whatever. That's cool for sure. But if you're looking for product replacement. You know, that, that has to go through the retail channel, in my opinion. What if I'm not looking for a replacement and I'm just looking for wildly free shit? Called Danny Vasquez. Yeah. Called General. Yeah. <laughs> in our Altadis or something. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, hey, swag is the same thing. I mean, and technically, a T-shirt costs me more to make than a cigar. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So it's just like, so, okay, you had a problem with this fucking cigar. You want me to send you a free shirt? <laughs> like, how does that even work? Right. The shipping of the shirt is probably going to cost me more than a cigar make cost to make. So yeah. um, the problem is, honestly, is like if you become a company that's known to do that, you're, yeah. you're just going to get all kinds of fuckers to do it. Yeah, right. I'm so sure. they'll buy a 20 count box, smoke half of it, half of each cigar, pretend that yeah. they had 10 cigars. And then bitch about it and just want free shit. And like, that's the problem. It's just, you know, assholes in society that will do that shit. Right? And it's across every every walk of life. It's the guys that take advantage of situations that ruin it for everybody else. Yeah, exactly. This is why we can't have nice things. Yes, <laughs> thanks, Cal. Yeah, 100%. Speaking of not having nice things, uh, what's up with all these states switching the tobacco buying age from 18 to 21. I think Danny said it best last week. Yeah. Cares. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, really, that, that's not our demographic. Quoted, who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah, Plus, I mean, like, you know, if, that's, if that was our biggest worry, imagine, you know what I mean? Like, as far as cigar industry and laws and shit go, 18 yeah. to 21, like, three years. Now, who who's affected most? Like the eighteen-year-old, nineteen-year-olds, twenty-year-olds in the military, mm-hmm. right? That That's can't bullshit. smoke cigar or drink, but they can die for us. That, right. you know, that fucking will that would affect them if it was like a federal thing that they can't smoke cigars until twenty-one. Right. But um, again, how many eighteen to twenty-year-olds in the military that you know want to smoke cigars regularly? Right. I mean, I, so still not a big number. No, I think those those guys should be able to do whatever the fuck they want, honestly, like when it comes to that shit. So Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, man. I just don't really think it's that big. I mean and really we should play that to our I mean, as an industry, we should be like, hey, that's great, cool. Doesn't affect us, which further hammers home the point that our our industry, the industry that we all love does not appeal to younger people. Yeah, I it think it doesn't. I think there was a lot of time and money wasted by like um, CRA, the Cigar Rights of America, to fight these twenty-one-year-old. Ba- like they should have just stepped back and be like, well, "Well, you know, what are we really losing here?" Because on one hand, now that we have, now that they have this lawsuit against the FDA, one of the main things they're saying is younger people, you know, don't buy cigars right right so they're, they're trying to say kids 13 to 17 which are technically kids even though for me an 18 year old kid is still a kid but you know they don't smoke cigars so then you know 
would you you're spending a ton of money on promoting the fact that you know or fighting the fact that states want to make smoking age 21 mm-hmm. um, yeah it's like it's taking the ideological stand instead of the pragmatic stand right yeah mr big words but no that's true that's a good point Kyle. i think that they they maybe look at it like okay well any restriction on tobacco buying above and beyond what's currently like socially acceptable is just hurts us more on the other stuff. Yeah, I think you have the it's a similar argument mm-hmm. that you get with like second amendment folks, right? Like, yeah. Same idea. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. But even so, you know, and it's that's the one, you know, that, that's that not in my NIMBY mentality, not in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as long as it doesn't affect you, it's not that big of a deal. So it's Sure. But in reality, sometimes there are, you know, when you see, uh, you know, let, I mean, we just had MLK Day. Let's look at the civil rights movement. If they were just concentrating on one people's set of rights, uh, you know, the people that helped the civil rights movement that were not of African-American descent, they realized that one day that they also could be discriminated against for what they were. And so they joined that movement to uh to increase knowledge and, and lessen ignorance and, and things like that in the hopes that these things will be better for everybody, not just whatever. So I get it from that perspective that there's kind of like, yes, this won't really affect our specific industry, but if this goes through, you know, then what's next. Right. So, yeah, the war, the war on smoking or, or especially, you know, like, really is fascinating um especially with the like the prominence that like marijuana has gained acceptance you know what i mean or like it's crazy to me man it's just weird it's weird Hmm. yeah especially since i mean you can't you know you can't smoke weed and drive like you, you know being high and driving can really fuck you up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or you know what I'm saying? Else. Like, it needs to be treated like like alcohol um, from that standpoint. But cigars, you know, if anything, make me a better driver. Right. Yeah, more calm. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, on that aspect, it's like, like, you know, what are we, I, what are we doing? You know, so the only, you know, <laughs> and, you know, what's, what's, always, what's usually the answer, right? It's like, follow the money. Right. It's just like, right. Well, we've oh, been I think I think we've taxed the shit out of all the tobacco. I think we were, you know, pretty much getting all the tobacco tax we can. You right. know, it might go up here and there, but it's not anything crazy. Right. You know, it, but in, in marijuana now it's like, how much does this shit cost? And like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh sh-, you know, you mean we yeah. can get taxes on growers and right. ro- you know, and so um uh, that's real. That's always going to be the answer, dude. I, I don't care what that tells me. Hundred percent. Yeah. That's legit. All right, so I got a question for Drew. Go. Uh-oh. So Drew, uh, Mo was recently on another podcast. <laughs> would you Would you consider that cheating on the Sultans of Smoke <laughs> podcast? I haven't listened to it yet. I need to listen to it. The, the, the content, totally dodged the question. The content will determine the answer. What would, what would constitute uh, cheating the, on the podcast? The con- no. Uh. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it and tell you next week. 
right. <laughs> Is that going to be deep thoughts? No. Especially? We've got better stuff. Uh, do we? We do. <laughs> we do. I think if Cal goes to another, you know, gets on another podcast, that's cheating. But yeah, me and Mo, you know, me and Mo, like, sorry. You, get, you guys are big time, so. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. that's just I business, mean, baby. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a personal system bringing me coffee at night. But, <laughs> um, no, I actually, I'm trying to stay awake because I have a 7 a.m. flight and it's snowing. And I don't even know if I'm going to get out of here on time. But, uh, but, yeah, I think, you know, it's one of those things where you might as well just stay up and I'll sleep on the plane, you know? So That's like... That doesn't make any sense. 11 what? hours away, dude. Yeah, yeah. because you got, you got a long time for that. And how long is your flight? You're really going to make up all that sleep? Three and a half hours. I only oh need gosh. a few hours of sleep. Where, where are you going? Arizona. Oh, nice. Yeah. From snow to heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I'll, well, you know, the rest of my travel recently has been to places that are like just as cold as Chicago. So it'll be nice to actually go somewhere warmer. Are you uh, taking um, some special treats with you on your trip to give out? <laughs> no, nice. Look at that. That was nice, Drew. Nice setup. Uh, no treats. No, just uh, <laughs> it's the regular stuff. <laughs> Who who do you, <clears throat> first is this topic? But dude, get the dick out your mouth. Just fucking say it. If some oh. if somebody you're hanging out with calls them treats, how long does it take yep. you to uh, disown them as a friend? Well, nobody I hang out with does call them treats. Well. <laughs> <laughs> not that not that I wouldn't hang out with somebody if they called them treats, but I just the group Tasty of people treats. I hang out. Yeah, I, I just don't refer to them as that. That sounds like their wife won't let them smoke. <laughs> if they don't call them treats? When they do call them treats, they're like, I oh. got to hide these from the missus. Finally, yeah. finally yeah. got away from the old ball and chain to have me a treat. Yeah, if, if, uh, if you call it Tasty Treats, you're sh- you have a shared Facebook account. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's funny. Yeah. That needs to be a, a new limited edition. The tasty treat. Tasty oh, treat. God. I'm sure Caldwell's already done one. Yeah. Hey, we got this turkey. <laughs> you, can <have> that. <laughs> you can have this fucking tasty treat. <laughs> <laughs> so they got a football cup. Well, no. Oh, I mean, there was there was the Swedish delight. That was the closest thing that I've seen to something being called a treat. I guess. Oh, jeez. Swedish delight? Is that what you said? Yeah, that was. Um, oh. I think it was a lost and found, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. They also had the Duncan Hines. Mm, mm. Yes. Yeah. But um, yeah, that would be the closest things to treats, anyway. <laughs> That's funny how like little shit sets you off. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why that. I don't know why that. It doesn't bother me. I just don't understand it. It's, I I understand tasty more than I understand treat. Yeah, you don't well, have like a, when you you, you know, don't have you, a shared you know, Facebook account fire. yet. When you go and you you know get your, you get a pedicure like you treated yourself. You know, right. so you're, it's a treat for you. I don't like it either. I'm just I'm trying to figure it out. I don't know, man. Does it? 
Mo, <laughs> Mo doesn't get pedicures. He doesn't get that reference. Yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah. No, I yes, don't. He does. Never had one of those in my life. He needs Are to. you serious? Yeah. Yes, I'm yeah. serious. Dude, you need to. Drew tried to When I lived in Tulsa, Drew tried to convince me numerous times to go. I did. I went Dude, on Sunday, man. You got to do this. It was awesome. My wife, <laughs> you my t- wife battled me. You got to take care of your feet, man. My wife battled me for years. I'm like, no, you know, it's no, I'm good. That's kind of <laughs> I'm good. And then we went one day and I got, uh, I did a Manny Petty because it was cheap. You know, the combo was a, not cheaper, but it was, you know, get a deal. I'm like, whatever, dude. And all of a sudden, one, one chick massaging my legs, my feet, and the other one on my hands. I was like, falling asleep yep i was like this is the greatest thing in the world when are we coming back <laughs> yeah exactly you get the nails painted too damn oh, no, no you got to make sure you tell them like hey i don't want my nails shiny no this. nothing and they won't buff them yeah and, and i've seen guys do that touch don't do that no no if you're gonna get it don't no yeah. no polish you're good no clear <laughs> man this about- this podcast went south quick. Well, here, here's a here's a term for you, and you guys might remember this from the early to mid 2000s. Do you remember metrosexual? Of course. Sure. Yeah. Okay. A lot of these things that that have now become norm for men to do were once deemed stuff that only metrosexuals did, which at the time, if you remember, was not a term with a positive connotation. It was almost yeah. a negative connotation. Yeah, they're just ahead of their time. Right. <laughs> and they ended up being really the trendsetters. So, Daniel. Yeah, I was a trendsetter. Andrew, I'm, congratulations. Well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, on being modern-day metrosexual. I don't wear skinny jeans. and. Well, well that's because you can't. Worry about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I mean, you're Jack, dude. I mean, it's a compliment. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It feels good. Do you wear skinny jeans, Danny? Oh, Metro. Uh, yeah, depending on the outfit. I have a pair of skinny jeans. Oh, you do? They're not okay, like... Well. Uh, oh, you call you it know, an outfit, too? I can, outfit. <laughs> it will depend on what I'm wearing. <laughs> okay. Danny's a little more Metro than I thought. Dude, I don't give a fuck. I got a wife and four daughters. You, you can say it all you want. <laughs> Wait, you're, you're certainly going to dress the best out of all of us. That's true. Oh, for sure. I mean, just because I've seen pictures. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'll bust out the Jordans though when when you and I hang out next time we yes. hang out. Mo. <laughs> Mike's baby, they're so comfortable. That's not true at all. Depends the which older, ones you have. Yeah, the older ones used to be. Oh. The kind of, as later as later they went, they were like boots. Basically, the Elevens on had that nice air cushioning. Maybe the Tens did too, but really, once you get Eleven to. Uh, I'm not gonna sit and talk about Jordans, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many pairs of Jordans do you own, both of you? No, I got, I think five. Yeah, uh, I think I'm down to three. But I, I used, in high school, I worked at a Champ Sporting Goods, Ooh. so I had I every pair in almost every color. But Cal, do you own a pair of Jordans? <laughs> I have two. No, two. No. Oh, no, no. Kyle. No, Cal. Kyle's those New Balance 500 series, dude. Yeah. He's the, the Kawhi Leonard's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should be offended or not. I don't even know what that is. He's like, like yeah, New Balance. <laughs> yeah. 
Kawhi Leonard is probably one of the top five NBA players, and they they liken his personality to somebody that you know wears New Balance five hundred series like Walker walkers and walks around the mall and dad shoes. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just sounds practical. <laughs> there it is. There's the answer. Practical. <laughs> Oh, man. I can get three pairs of those for the price of a pair of Jordans. That's right. <laughs> I don't know why you put on your hick voice. That's just true. I'm from Oklahoma. <laughs> probably more than three pairs. <laughs> probably, yeah. People in Oklahoma don't really wear gym shoes or sneakers or whatever you call them. Not a whole Ooh. lot. Shots fired. Sneakers. It really was. I mean, I'm not being... I don't remember it really being a big thing down there. A lot of people were... Boots, man. Going to boots and stuff, yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the man's tennis shoe. The who? <laughs> the man's <laughs> tennis shoe. What do you mean? We wear boots because we're men. <clears throat> and then we get pedicures. Right. Drew, you work in office <laughs> shop. Office? No. I'm <laughs> a I'm a, a warehouse manager. Yeah. A manager. <sighs> Uh, you're not getting down and dirty. I, yeah, do I am actually. <laughs> it's not as uh, graceful as it sounds. No. Yeah. I'm sure you make it graceful. I do. I do. Well, oh, let's. Uh, so we're not doing deep thoughts. I I have something better for everyone. Uh-oh. Oh God! Silence. And our couple of <laughs> listeners that we've got. No, we're gonna get to know everyone on the podcast. A little better. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so this is going to be stupid, but uh, good. So we're going to start, <clears throat> and I guess Mo and Danny can fake this one, but uh, what's everybody's favorite cigar brand? Oh, God. <laughs> Am Dan- I really being interviewed right now? Danny, Roma Craft? Uh, yeah, I mean. What's your, fa- what's your favorite non-Roma Craft brand? There you go. Appreciate you. Um, I think um, probably probably Fuente. Um, even from Fuente to Opus, uh, have always been really really good to me. So uh, probably stay there. And and they're from where I grew up, right? So I grew up in like Tampa Bay area, and that's where Fuente started. So gotcha. um, growing up, I would always see the signs and never knew what the hell it meant until I got a little older. So. <laughs> Mo, favorite non-patina? Mombacho. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, outside of bar stuff, probably like a cigar that I could literally smoke every day and probably not get sick of it would be a Byron. Nice. Yeah. Cal, what do you got? I'm going to continue the trend of not saying anybody who's on the show just because that's the way it should be. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll go Davidoff because Puente was already mentioned and I got like a top three. So, I mean, you could have said Fuente. I was going to say Fuente, which Fuente or against against the grain of everybody else, it's going to be Caldwell. So, wow. I know. Wow. We all make choices. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <Wow. laughs> That was good. These, are, <laughs> these aren't all cigar questions. No, but but it makes sense because Drew Drew is 
typically Dominican oriented smoker and he, Caldwell he likes to work in small batch. Yeah, and Caldwell uh fits that bill. Yeah. I mean they're they're boutique Dominican good cigars. I get I get it. I get it. Uh I think we've we've asked this years ago on the podcast, but if you could smoke with anyone, who uh who would it be? And Danny probably hadn't had that question, but I had the question on another podcast. Okay. Um, oh, he's cheating that I did. too. Yeah, the uh, Cigar Hustlers podcast. Um, he's even naming it. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> no, yeah, some Cigar Hustler out in Orlando, Mike Stephon Cabbage. Yeah. Uh, Cigar Um No, uh, <laughs> I I would really love to sit down with with uh, Jerry Seinfeld and smoke oh, a cigar. Ooh, I think. Nice. And I mean, I was I was a huge fan of the show. He has another show on Netflix called Writing in Cars. Yeah. Comedians in Cars, yeah. which I fucking love. I mean, I've seen every episode. There's a couple I've seen a few times. I just I think it's hilarious. I think him and I have very similar personalities when it comes to, you know, kind of being funny. It comes from like a um like just an angry side that just makes you say shit that people think but never want to say, you know? Uh and uh I just think it'd be hilarious, and he's a big cigar guy. Um, yeah, so I think uh, I think that would be awesome. So we it, it would either be an awesome experience, or like we would I would just we would hate each other by the end of it. But you know, Mo, what do you got? Hmm. I have to think about that one. Okay, Cal, what do you got? <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, a, a non non totally famous individual. You know who I've never smoked with, who I need to smoke a cigar with someday, is friggin' Dave. I agree with you, yes. I have not smoked a cigar with Dave West. Yep. I need to smoke a cigar with that guy. Uh, don't waste yeah. your time with that. I have, and it's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard he likes to dance on barbecuing equipment. He does like to dance on barbecues. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds hot. And, and most people <laughs> double fist drinks. He double fists cigars and drinks. Yep. So he has and anal cavities. <laughs> he smokes two cigars at a time and knocks back a few cocktails. Well, Drew, who would yours be? Um, come on, the one and Arnold? only. Ah, yeah, dude. And and like like a backup would honestly be, be uh, Arnold's just a given, but uh, my grandpa, dude. I think that'd yeah. be awesome. He he never was a cigar smoker or anything, but I think if I had some more time with him, sit down and uh, hear some of his silly stories and uh, have a cigar. I think I, that'd be I'm going to awesome. be real here, and I'm not trying to sound all sentimental, but the reality is right now, if somebody said, who would you love to smoke a cigar with? It would be Drew. Hmm. No joke. Let's do it. I miss it. <laughs> so do I, I mean, man. It was the best. So... The best. The yeah. best. Um, go Sorry, ahead. Go what? Ahead. What do you got? <laughs> no, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about. Let's, uh, I've, met, I've met Mo, but we never really had an opportunity to smoke. And I'm not, I've never met the, you guys. Yeah. little behind the curtains there for our listeners. I think we're best friends that live together. <laughs> Nobody thinks that. But. Um, let's do a not. I've got a whole bunch. I'm going to save some for next time. So one more. Um What's your favorite sport? Is eating a sport? Yeah, sure. Fucking yeah. I'll take that. (laughs) 
What's so okay? Kyle, so, Kyle what, what, what's your top three? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what cuisines. I was going. What do you got? Uh, cheeseburgers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you do you have from a from, from a specific place or something you make? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't fucking care. Cheeseburgers are delicious. Right. Uh, we're gonna call um, him a ham the hamburger. <laughs> um, and probably chicken wings. And I don't know. Pie. So maybe. so how's the diet been going? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's good, man. Uh, you know, haven't really gained much back. I haven't been losing much, but I haven't really gained much back. Awesome. Still, yeah. still down a bunch. Danny, Mo, what do you, what do you guys got? Favorite uh, sport? Uh, baseball is my favorite sport um, to watch, to go, to play. Um, football is second. Basketball used to be it, but then MJ kind of retired, and I, I kind of lost mm-hmm. touch with everything. But uh, yeah, baseball for me. Then that's my plan with my girls to start getting them into softball. And Matthew, when he gets a little older, looks like he might be left-handed. So first base will be great. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So well, yeah, uh, uh, I'm gonna go baseball. Basketball is a tie. That'd probably be. Yeah. So now, when MJ left basketball, and he went to baseball, did that make baseball worse or better? Um, it was in a weird time because you know. He uh, and it's funny that I actually have an answer for that. Um, he went to the <laughs> minors, which he was playing in in Alabama, yep. um, and then right there, baseball there was a strike, right? So they were gonna kind of. It was a really shitty time for baseball. Yep. So at least you could be like, what the fuck, you know, what's MJ doing in baseball? And he was terrible. Yeah. Um, he started getting a little better, but then you know they offered him a major league contract, obviously because they would sell out every game, no matter how bad he was. Yeah, uh, so it was actually it was actually a especially weird time. if he's bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because some people are so used to seeing him win. You know, yeah. there's more to that story of how he ended up in minor league baseball that a lot of people outside yeah. of Chicago don't know. <sighs> That's none of my business. No, it's not. I feel like that Kermit <laughs> meme. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna be the oddball nerd again and just say bo- uh, bodybuilding. Uh, I still follow all the Olympians and all of that. Yeah. So, yeah. What'd you say? Hockey? Yeah, that's what I said. Man, <laughs> I never realized how white you were. No, I used to really love hockey. My my brother was the, sal- uh, was the sales manager for the Tampa Bay Lightning, like, in 1998. And I went to, like, every home game. Oh. And they had uh, they even had the All-Star game that year. And I kind of got yeah. into it. Hockey, I could do live. I can't watch hockey on TV. But going to the games is pretty dope. Let me tell you, man, that uh, that that's growing up with Jordan is something that oh, I, I would that imagine. Was awesome, like, man! It was awesome, man. Like growing yeah. up and being able to like watch every Bulls game and and you know just that was like your squad. Michael Jordan, Scotty. I mean, it was just it was awesome. Thankfully, they were on TBS. So like I got all the watch, time <laughs> yeah. living in, yeah, living in Florida, I got to see every game yeah. no matter, no matter what it was. So yeah, I mean, I was, I was a huge fan and, uh, I was, uh, yeah, I was obsessed. Yeah. Now, now speaking of basketball, have you guys had Carl Malone's cigar? Uh, I have. That's out of La Aurora, right? Yeah. It's, it was, it's a cigar. They essentially kind of already made They're barrel aged. Uh, but yeah, um, I had, 
I had one uh, at the show. And, uh, How was it? It was good. It was a good cigar. And I think, I think I've said it before. It's like, man, you, you could have really done something really big with this great, expensive tobacco cigar from a great factory that I love. But then you put a fucking basketball band on it and then fucked up your distribution right out the gate. Mm. Um, I think he should have just made a great cigar, named it something completely different, and then said, and then like, oh, you know, this is actually owned by uh, Carl Malone. You know, did you know right. that? Like, yeah. I, I think I've given the example of like Paul Mitchell before where he owned Patron Tequila, right? Or mm-hmm. he started it. And like, no one ever associated the two. He just concentrated on making a great tequila, great branding, great marketing, um, and, and put his money into that, not not necessarily putting his name out there, you know. Right. So, I think he, I think he shot the bed just because cigar guys, you know, the cigar industry doesn't care too much about fads or not fads, but like the gimmick stuff like that. And yeah. again, yeah, I think it goes back to, hey, look at me, I, you know, I just think he thought people. That's really all they gave a shit about, you know. But he, the band is a basketball. It, it, as the texture of a basketball, it says his name and his number. You know, it's just like, ugh. Never yeah, that, that that just doesn't seem to resonate with cigar consumers. No, 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 no. Um, that type of stuff. So, so I'd say some gimmicks certainly do. Yeah. That one doesn't though. The celebrity one doesn't. No, I mean, look at Ray Lewis. I mean, outside of Baltimore, that's a hard cigar to sell. Talking Gary, about the cigar is killer. Right. And then Gary Sheffield. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Gary Sheffield cigar that was kind of you know whatever um yeah the one guy i had respect for was like chad johnson but he's trying to do it like he's trying to do it direct yeah uh called ocho cinco cigars but still he put his you know number well yeah. really his name mm-hmm. at one point was ocho cinco right so mm-hmm. yep. well, they're, they're trying to capitalize on their on their fame which on the surface makes sense but if you understand sure. the cigar industry you understand you would know that that's not going to work. In fact, it'll probably work against you. Right, which shows you they don't understand the cigar industry. They just Correct. they they like cigars, and they had a shit ton of money and yep. a shit ton of time on their hands because they're retired. Right, and and said, oh, okay, cool. You know, and yep. like yeah, let's do this thing, dude. You you didn't take the time to learn the market, your people, the yep. industry. Correct. And and uh, I don't know. So. Yep. Uh, at, at the fuck was that? Ooh, that was uh, a little noisy. That was painful. <laughs> uh, at the point where you have all the time and money in the world and all the fame, do you really care too much about building a brand, or do you mostly want to just kind of stroke yourself off? <laughs> no, with the money, I'll get somebody else to stroke me off. I, I want to have a good. <laughs> I want to have a good brand. You know, it's like uh, they just put. It's just like it's just like you putting your name on fucking something shitty you know it's just like why you just wasted a lot of time and money like why did you do that mm-hmm. if you were to take it i mean you could probably you could probably done a lot less money less money with a little more time and you would have had a better product right or a better marketing you know or better uh like splash into the cigar industry well, well i mean let me ask you this do you honestly think carl malone's gonna go walking into cigar shops trying to build a brand come on no but he paid like, people well, to like do what that, we have he? to do what's that no but you you, you pay, hire you yeah. hire reps, and then you do you do events. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. And he has so, his own shop, doesn't he? And he has his own shop. So he'll sell them there. Yeah. So 
The other thing he could have done is, like Danny said, name it something else. But it could have been right. like insert name here by Carl Malone. So then his name's still there. Like he gets that. But it, it no. looks like a normal cigar and a normal box and band. and no. But still yeah, kind of no. has his name on it. I wouldn't have done that either. I'd have well. just gone after like legit go, you know, because, <laughs> you know, it's funny. You can do this in the cigar industry, even though. You, you'd make some enemies pretty quick, but whatever, right? You go, you go to Nicaragua, and you uh, you open up a little factory. I mean, and it's tough with FDA, right? But you know, you open up a little factory, and then you hit all these fucking uh, f- these factories, and you you take their two, three best pairs. Say, hey, come work for me, come work for me, come work for me, right? Mm-hmm. And you got the money to do it. You got time. You got nothing to lose. It's it's probably just throwaway money, and then you just then you build this fucking thing. You know, make your connects. I don't know, but or DR he could have done. Yeah, you know, I don't know. But see, I feel like they didn't go far enough with the branding. I feel like it should have just been mail order, and it always gets delivered by the mailman. Yeah. Oh my god, that would have been good. <laughs> All right, don't we gotta go? Don't we have to hang out. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, too. That was that was cute. Tom. Oh jeez. Uh, two cigars that. Uh, that I've smoked this week that really have impressed me. Um, new Davidoff Winston Churchill Traveler, that LE, very, very good cigar. A little pricey, though. well, actually very pricey for a Robusto, about 35 bucks, worth a try. Um, and I'm currently smoking a Las Calaveras 2016, and this thing is absolutely fantastic, Robusto. It's uh, tasty? Oh, it's very, yeah. it's a treat. It's a treat. <laughs> but yeah, very good. Awesome. You guys, you guys smoke anything this week that maybe you revisited or something new or that kind of like you were like, damn. Uh, hmm. I had the uh, Tabernacle Maduro. No, the Havana. Well, <laughs> the Havana seed. Well, I I fixed the spelling on there. <laughs> well how'd you like it i was like what the hell are they talking about and then i saw the post later i was like oh shit uh, it was good man it was a really good cigar mm-hmm. I, don't, I couldn't remember if i had had it before or not but good good price point i'd smoke it again yeah that cigar has garnered a lot of uh a lot of love yeah good it was a nice wrapper uh yeah broadleaf man well, stuff. no, Drew. You smoked the uh, you smoked the new one. You didn't smoke the broadleaf. I had the Maduro. Yeah, you had the red band, didn't you? Uh, well, I don't know now. Gotta confuse me. <laughs> oh fuck! Well, I don't know. Hey, whatever I smoked, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle, Well, real last thing, Kyle, you posted your newest uh, addition to your family. Um, it's not tell us a little bit about that. It wasn't, it wasn't an Escalade, but it was, uh, a <laughs> humidor. Yeah. I bought a cabinet humidor. Nice. So it's seasoning. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. A little paprika, a little bit of salt and pepper. You know, I'm <laughs> using, I'm using Dave's spice box. Some Ooh. adobo. Ooh, good stuff. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. I figure it's time to, to just get something that looks okay. Did uh, where'd you get it? 
I bought it from uh, an online shop. Uh, okay. It's like the Elegant Bar, I think. Hmm. Yeah, good prices. I'm it's curious here. to I'm it's curious here. to I'm curious to revisit this topic in like three months, four months once you yeah. get yeah once it it's filled up and, I don't know and much just to say just to see it, your yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, but I ordered some um, like aquarium sealant. So there's a couple of spots that I want to seal up on it. Make sure they're mm. nice and tight. Mm-hmm. It's important. Yeah, it is. You got to keep it wet inside. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> perfectly true. It's the goal. That's <laughs> the goal. Well, anything else we got? That's all I got. I think we went 15 minutes over what you told us was the cutoff. Oh, no. so. <laughs> yeah, I hear I hear whip cracking, so uh, yeah, no. you better you better get to dinner. I'll just have to starve to death. <laughs> it's pretty dramatic. Game yeah, is a little dramatic. All right, boys. Next week. All right, gentlemen. Have right, a good guys. one. See you guys. Bye.